Welcome back to C3. I don't remember <laughs> the thing. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm Colin. And we're back at you live right now, studio audience. You, you missed the Woo. grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our I crippling came in depression. Clutch, okay, I came in, I performed, I did my part. But have you heard of our Lord and Savior? <laughs> Amar Deep Sada. We've been laughing about it for the last 10 minutes. We sat down to record, and Colin goes, Oh, wait, I have to ask you something. He's like, Do you know Amadisa? And I just looked at him and I was like, No, but that photo of that kid looks pretty familiar. I led with, I have two. And she's like, No context. I was like, Two crimes? Two tears? Two laughs? I don't know. Yeah. So, who is he? Will you tell me the story? I guess so. Yeah. Um. So we're starting. Hold <laughs> we're up. Starting strong. We're, oh my God, we are all over the place. What gives you crippling depression today? Not knowing who my Lord and Savior <laughs> is. That's my truth. Okay. What about you? Um, my Lord and Savior, because <laughs> this shit's awful. Um, I don't know what this is, so I might cry after I find out why I'm laughing. Oh, he's but terrible. But the context is too good. We're doing another themed episode, and this one is... Killer Children. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a fantastic, super lighthearted episode. But in my research, while I was searching for a case, I stumbled upon this guy that I had never heard of, and I was like, this is too small to, like, actually turn into something, so I'm just going to read it to everybody real quick, straight off the website of oldest.org. Period. Um, So, um, Amar Deep Sada, age 8. Born 1998, his mm. victims, well, his crime span was from 2006 to 2007. He said going hard. Yeah. So Amar Deep Sada is the youngest serial killer to date. Because of his small and frail stature, Sada made sure to murder those under a year old <gasps> after the murder of his eight-month-old sister and six-month-old cousin. He was only caught when he killed the neighbor's six-month-old. Amar, Amar Deep, true to the personality traits of most serial killers, showed no remorse for his wrongdoings and didn't comprehend the gravity of what he had done he was sent to a children's home until he turned 18 since then no one knows what's come of him and take it back he's not my lord and savior but like what the actual actually not our lord and savior it was just funny because i gave her no contact have you heard of a mardeep sadat and it's just (laughs) here we are but that's horrible holy shit yeah i read another article about it and essentially he was left alone with the sister and the cousin his mom was supposed to be watching them, and then he like proceeded to torture slash strangle <gasps> the cousin baby, and then his parents buried. Well, no, he buried the baby. Came back home, admitted to his mom what had happened, and his parents came up with a story for Are the you aunt. For fucking real. Yeah. Didn't tell. Didn't contact police. Nothing. Came up with a story for the aunt, and then not too long after, he did the same thing to his little sister. Still, no one fucking said anything to the authorities. That's and wild. Other family members, I guess, knew about it, but it was a family matter, so no one. That's like the Duggars. How it's like, we're dealing with us and God. We're dealing with it. It's family stuff. Bitch, call the law. Yeah. Call the law right and now. I have them on speed dial. And then actually. I guess he snuck into a neighbor's house, did the same thing to their baby, and that's when. They so are. did they like diagnose him with anything, or I don't, is it that's just all like the information I could find, basically? And I would not be surprised because he would have been released by now if there's 
probably women dropping dead wherever. Update: This he is my depression. Is. Oh, big I changed my changed my opening statement. Even though it's the same, this is now my depression. And I have something even more horrific to cover, but I'm gonna hand it off to Jordan. I'm gonna first. straight be fist fighting like I'm in like a metal concert. <laughs> I just by myself by his front door. By the time we get into it, anywho, <clears throat> and we're drinking. I don't remember what the name of the wine Hold was. Hold on, I have a photo. She Bam, has a picture. Beep, Hold, bop, please. Boo. Oak Leaf Vineyard Sweets Strawberry Rosé. It's fantastic. And it's only $3. So head to your local Walmart. And Is it $3 after tax or? <laughs> it's like three oh eight before tax. So, it's probably so we're going to go for like 4 bucks. Sure. Whatever she's four. saying. Four I, I just work here. Literally. I just visit sometimes. What? Take it away. All right. So... For some extra context on this, it is on the Patreon. But I'm covering the Slenderman stabbing and the almost murder of Peyton and Letner. So, we're going to begin. It wasn't until I was researching my case that I found out. Like, I've long known about Jordan's case. But you said almost murder, so I'm not giving away anything anyways. But I did not know that that girl survived. I thought she was dead. Yeah. By a fucking miracle. Okay? That's how bad this is. So in 2014, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Weiser lured their best friend, Peyton Lutner, into the woods in Wisconsin and attacked her. All three girls were 12, so they're all fucking young. Morgan stabbed Peyton 19 times before taking off with Anissa through the woods to find Slenderman, the fictional, like, character that they say ordered the murder of their friend. Mm. So already fucking delusional. So, obviously, my case, the stabbing takes place in David's Park, a wooded area near... Was How do you pronounce that? Are you okay? No, oh. I'm stroking. I can't think of how to say that. Waukesha or Waukesha? Waukesha. Waukesha. I'm going to go with Kesha. Waukesha. Kesha. <laughs> a wooded area near Waukesha, Wisconsin, during a game of hide-and-seek on May 31st, 2014. Now, Anissa was born November 10, 2001, and Morgan was born May 16, 2002, they pinned down Peyton. She also was known as Bella, so I'm going to nickname her Bella for the rest of this because that's what she did like to go by. They stabbed her 19 times in the arms, legs, torso with a five-inch long blade, and two of the wounds were to major organs. One missed a major artery by her heart by less than a millimeter. Jesus fucking Christ. And another went through her diaphragm, coveting into her liver and stomach. Anissa. Do they at like, any point explain how the fuck she survived that shit? And literally like a miracle, dude. Like, I... Yeah, but Anissa and Morgan, after the stabbing, were like, oh, just lay down. We're, we're going to go get you help. We're going to get you help. What? And after some time, obviously, they weren't coming back. And, you know, she had tried to run away. And they dragged her back into the woods so no one could see her. Thankfully, she dragged herself to a nearby road where she was found by a cyclist who called 911 when he saw her. Um, initially, they did think that he was, like, the perpetrator calling but quickly, they were Debunked like, yo, he's shit. not fucking involved. Like, this the is really just is a- not coming from inside, inside the, the house. house. So five hours later, Anissa and Morgan were apprehended near Interstate 94 by a furniture store after walking 4.9 miles. And the knife that was used in the stabbing was in a bag that they were carrying. Their goal was to meet Slenderman at his mansion called Slender Mansion in the Nicolette National Forest. Roughly a 200-mile hike from their location. So they had their fucking walking boots on, bitch. Oh, so they were dedicated for they the were, cause. They were on the move. They were like, we killed a bitch. We got to go. During their interviews, Geyser was described as feeling no empathy, while Weir was described as feeling guilty for stabbing Bella. But both felt that the attack was needed to appease Slenderman. 
Bella thankfully survived and left the hospital seven days after the attack, and then she returned back to school in September in 2014. Now, to go back to the start, Geyser was allowed to have two friends over each year for her birthday. This year, she had a sleepover with Bella and Weir. They came home around 9.30 p.m. and went to sleep in her room. Um, They originally had planned to commit the murder at 2 a.m. They planned on duct taping her mouth, stabbing her in the neck, and then pull the covers up to make it look like she was sleeping, and then they'd run away. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was their initial plan. But the plans changed after they were out roller skating that Friday night. Instead, they had tried to kill her in a bathroom at the nearby park the next morning because she knew that there was a drain where the blood would go down. Yeah. But they ended up chickening out. The next morning, um, her mom said that they could go and play at the park, so... Geyser and all of them left. She was wearing her white jacket with the knife tucked in her waistband of her pants. Did she not, like, have any inkling that they were being weird or anything like that? Oh, no, she knew. So, on top of it, I I really don't want to make fun of these these kids because they were kids, but every fucking report, they're, like, the weird, like, they're reported as being weird kids. They, Anissa and, what is her name? I keep mind blanking on her name. Anissa and Morgan like to pretend that they were cats to each other, especially Anissa. Oh, okay. And she's like, later on after the case, there is a lot of mental health issues for her. So that's kind of why, like, I don't want to make fun of them. But, like, they are fucking weird. Like, they are the weird kids in school that you'd be like, be nice to them so you don't get attacked by them later. Yeah. Like, this is happening. So when they were initially supposed to attack Bella, we are told the police that she gave Geyser a look with wide eyes, which was her signal to attack it's reported that she said i thought dear god this was really happening no shit you fucking agreed to do this they did believe that once they committed this killing that they would be slenderman's proxies Mm -hmm. which means like they would do his bidding basically for them and get to live there and like never be hungry and thirsty and like this weird like current afterlife while still being alive like that is limbo basically yeah that's what they believed was going to happen after they killed their friend and walked the 200 miles I want you to know, because you said delusional, and every time you say the <laughs> word delusional, I think of, because there's a video out of nowhere of Jason Derulo basically being like, TikTok was just a lip sync app before he came on there. No one was dancing or doing anything, and mm-hmm. everyone in the comments was like, it's giving Jason delusional. <laughs> and so every time you say that, that's Delusional what I is a of. big word in the household and right then- now, because we have some bitches that were in the family that are fucking delusional. Period. But like straight up, so like, because kind of like how he sings his name at the beginning of every yeah. song, it makes you want to go. Jason delusional, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the people where they have like the, the like months of the year, and it's just Jason Derulo singing out his name. That is like my fucking <laughs> favorite video. <laughs> uh, I'm done interrupting now. Okay, but back to the series horrible case. Once they were in the bathroom, obviously she had a nervous breakdown and wasn't able to do it. So they were like, okay, you know what? Let's just go for a walk. Like, we're done being in the bathroom. Like, you know, girls go to the bathroom to hang out. So Bella's like, what the fuck is happening? She had weird feelings the night before, especially because they were getting very clicky to themselves at the time. Like, Mm. it was them two against the world, and she was just kind of, like, hanging out on the side. So she was already looking at them kind of weird at this time. Mm. So Anissa suggested that they should play hide-and-seek to distract the victim and then kill her. Like, that's what she told her friend. So at first she was the seeker and Morgan hid along with Bella. And then we are told the victim where to hide. So that way, obviously, they would be able to find her. And she told her to lay face down on the dirt. Bella refused. And then Weiser pushed the victim and sat on her, thinking that Geyser would stab her. But the victim began 
to yell and complain that she couldn't breathe, which is something that they stated to the police. Like, no shit, you're fucking suffocating your friend in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Bella was obviously attracting attention, so Wiener got off, and Geyser gave her the knife, but she said that she told her that she was too squeamish and had to give it back, and she told her, I'm not going to kill unless you tell me to. And Weir said that she started to walk away, and then she told her, go ballistic, go crazy, now. Imagine being fucking held down by your friends in this fucking park. Yeah. And this this wooded area in the park is happening in front of you. you, And you know they have a fucking knife and what they're planning to do to you. Like, that's fucking, go ballistic, go crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's also reported in some other sources, so I didn't want to completely include it, that they, and Issa like to be, like, called Kitty and stuff like that. So, like, so, like, she was talking, like, Kitty says whatever. And now, is that in every source? No. So I didn't want to really, like, include Mm -hmm. it as part of the story. But imagine these two girls that you're friends with are doing this shit in front of you. Like, how fucking, and you have nowhere to go. No one's around you. You're fucking walking in the woods. Terrifying. So then obviously they tackled her and started attacking her and Bella screamed, I hate you. I trusted you, which is very fair. Um, It's reported that Bella also tried to walk towards the street, which they then dragged her back as stated before, um, which she fell. And she said that she couldn't breathe, see her walk. So they decided to tell her to be quiet so she would lose her blood slower. So that way they could go ahead and get her some help. They were never going to get her help. I I just can't with this. This is so fucking that shit crazy they didn't want her to draw attention to herself so that she would die so that way they would be able to join slender man mm-hmm. uh, so they began their little trek in a police interview weir said i believe it's the ending of life and i regret it and that the bad part of me wanted her to die and the good part of me wanted her to live so obviously this is right off the bat showing that they are a little bit crazy because mm-hmm. she's talking about herself like as if in third person but this is also something that they reportedly did do a lot like, okay. they were very, I don't want to say, like, not all there, but there was definitely a lot of something mm-hmm. happening. Another part of the police interviews was then Geyser said that they had to do it or that he would kill our family, which was referring to Slenderman. Um, said that she didn't know him, but she knew that he was meant to be a part of his thing. And she also said, I may as well just say it, kill her. Like, I needed to, I needed to do it. But she was scared to say killing Bella in the yeah. interview. Even though she knew she was caught with her parents there and everything, she was still scared to say it. So that just so like, also shows the mentality. Did they talk about, or was there information about how these girls came to know Slenderman slash, like, the obsession they just, began? They just, just liked stuff like happened? that and kind of were online and just happened to see it. Okay. Which actually, after a little bit, this case goes on, they did make laws in the area to kind of reel back on what children could see because this was a big thing for them like this had like never happened before basically so there was a lot more laws on like what children could access on the internet so yeah. good steps especially because this is unfortunately something that can happen anywhere with whatever is available mm-hmm. so while growing up anisa did experience hallucinations such as ghosts colors melting down the wall and imaginary friends one hallucination that occurred was of a man that she named It, whose body was colors of smoke and ink that stood in her mirror and shifted around corners similar to Slenderman. So I think that's why she resonated with him so well. After her arrest, her mother Angie stated that she became like really psychotic um, and correctional officers saw herself um, like trying to open up, pretend that she was a cat and keeping ants as pets. Um, She saw unicorns as well as had continual conversations with Slenderman and other fictional characters, such as 
Snape from the Harry Potter books. Um, this was also normal behavior for at home. I want to repeat that. Um, and a, Did like they I ever said, get her checked out or anything like that? So I think her father had like childhood, like early onset schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And like they kind of thought so. I believe they were trying to get her help. Or this was more like private experiences of hers that weren't coming to the front yet. Okay. It's... I wouldn't say that it's hard information to get. It's just because so many things, especially since... As of now, they have been released. I'm gonna like spoiler alert. And they were minors so a lot of too. yeah, a lot of that is in the media again. But it's hard to really get like, were they in therapy? You know, because a lot of more articles now were they're released. This is what happened in a quick summary. So I don't know, but this is normal behavior for her, unfortunately. So this really does show why that was believable to her. And I think her friend was just. Not in a, a bad way, but like a follower. Like she believed what she said and was mm-hmm. like, you know what? You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got Which like is most caught kids. up in that. That does happen yeah. a lot. And, and that's, especially in these cases. Especially when you're fucking 12 with your friend that you think is your best friend. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to lose that bond with them. So in the fall of 2014, Anissa was moved to the Winnebago Mental Health Institute to determine if she would be competent to stand trial. They did diagnose her October 22nd of 2014 with the early onset childhood schizophrenia. However, um... They really didn't do treatment. They just focused on explaining the law to her to prepare her for trial. Because they really didn't have time to be like, let's treat you all this stuff. Like, they had to get it to court yeah. this speedy, quick trial. You also, fucked up, a, a Ron, so yeah. let's go to court. So that's after, but we got to get you first. So about a year, like about a half a year later, she was found competent enough to stand trial. So she was still left untreated for 19 months, which led her to remain in a state of psychosis and out of touch with reality. And in December, she was sent back, and she was on antipsychotics, which allowed her to feel remorse after clearing her mind. So she was truly, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. So there's, like... So she didn't... In that time when she's talking about all this stuff, I mean, like, oh, I guess I'll say it. Like, I killed her. She really was... Just not even... Not in. even in the right state of mind in a complete psycho- like psychotic episode, basically. And then she was, unfortunately, left untreated for so long because they had to do the trial. Instead of giving her any medication, it was more so, like, explain the law, explain the law, so she knows what she's getting into. But that doesn't even make sense, because how can you explain the law to someone who's not Especially even in touch with Especially a child who's... Yeah. I just... There's a lot of things with this case, like... I'm glad that they are released, but at the same time, I'm like... If she fails to take her medication, what's going to happen again? Yes, because that you know what I mean. Because this is a real that happens a lot in yeah. cases of schizophrenia. If it goes yeah. untreated and everything, it there are a lot of psychotic breaks that end in the deaths of some people. Yep, yep, yep. On March twenty third, twenty sixteen, um, Anissa was sent back to jail with medication, where she rapidly deteriorated. And following the investigation, she was charged with attempted first degree homicide, which is a class A felony. And Morgan was charged with attempted second degree murder homicide. So she got a class B felony and due to the nature of the offenses, they were both waived out of juvenile court and would be tried as adults. In 2017, Nisa pled guilty to what she did and they found her to be not guilty by mental disease or defect, which I think was a good call because okay. she is fucking unstable at Absolutely. the time. Morgan also pled guilty, but was later found not guilty by like some mental stuff as well. Um, Anissa was sent, to 25 years to life involving three years of law confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute followed by so they were found not not guilty but they were still sentenced like like not guilty by the fact of mentally you're not there okay so they were guilty but like you're not guilty of this attempted homicide because your mental state wasn't right okay but they're still being charged they're still being charged though with forced like mental health care okay yeah so like i said good steps 
still don't think leaving Anissa untreated the whole time was the best thing. Absolutely not. But they are telling them, like, you will be under supervision until you're, like, almost 40, basically, for both girls. It was just a lot. But I do think forcing the mental health care also while they're in prison was a good thing. Well, yeah, because had they not forced it, they probably would have just gotten untreated in in jail and mm, sat there and what? Probably killed someone else. Yeah, literally. Morgan was given the maximum sentence of 40 years to life involving the same three years locked confinement and the treatment until 53, um, whichever was to happen first. Um, And this was followed by supervision, reevaluations, reinstitutions, and whatever treatment was needed. So they were, like, forced to get whatever they needed. At a court hearing, March 10th, 2021, Anisu, who is then 19, submitted a letter to the court stating that she is sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused, not just to Bella, but to my community as well. I hate my actions for May 31st, 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. And on July 1st, 2021, um, the judge released them with a plan that she still has to track her progress until she is 37 years old. Mm. Um, and on September 13, 2021, Weir was released with um, multiple stipulations that included 24-hour GPS monitoring, not allowing her to leave the county without permission. She would also have her internet usage monitored and also any forms of social media she was not allowed to use. She would also have to live with her father during the terms of her probation as well which would be until she was around 40. So they definitely did some fucked up shit, but they did have some mental health issues and I'm glad that they were treated in there and I'm glad that their parole, like afterward things are still like you are required to have care by whatever means The law is actually doing their job. Yes, for once in a case. So it's horrible. Think Bella is obviously, I don't want to say fine, but she has made statements where she's like, I do forgive them, you know, like... I'm thankful for that opportunity like in my life to learn from it, mm-hmm. which is fucking insane because she's also the same age as them that she's seeing these opportunities, me, you know? I'm sorry, but if I was her, it would be on site still. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she really has come a long way and, you know, had a lot of fears about going back to school and stuff, but she's doing very well now. And hopefully the other girls are doing okay outside of, you know? All this bullshit. All um, everything else. So what is Bella doing with her life at the moment? Did you Just happen to school. find out? Just in school? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. I hope she's happy. But she had one on like Oprah and some other shows like a while later when she was healed and made those statements okay. that like, I forgive, you know, which is like, good for you, bitch, because not me. But I was going to say, I've, yeah, I've forgiven I'm some. I'm a grudge holder for life. Dumb shit. You I'm... fuck me up. It's done. <laughs> me too. Are we ready for an <laughs> equally as horrific case, but one without angry. a happy ending? I'm going to literally cry Yay. and be punching the fucking wall. So everyone is... be ready to hear me in the background. All right. Woohoo. Let's go. Yeah. I'm so fucking excited. Where's the wine bottle? I'm chugging it. <laughs> I can't do this today. So on January 11th, 1992, two brothers who happened to be hunters were driving towards Jefferson Proving mm. Ground to go hunting when they discovered what they initially thought was a mannequin of some sort. But it's never a real, fucking mannequin. It's never a mannequin. Never, never a mannequin. fucking mannequin. I'm going to start plopping mannequins around the United States on, like, highways and shit, just so that way I can Dude, steer the statistics. On, on a way home from my work to where I live, um, there's this black bag that's been sitting out there, and every day I, like, go buy it really slow. Right. To make sure, like, nothing suspicious is in there. But I think it's literally just, like, trash that fell off the trash truck. But I'm like, just in case it's see, a body, all the time, stare at it. Anytime I see a bag, I'm like, I need to get out and look. Because what if there's puppies or kittens in there? But then what if it's a dead body? But what if it's just garbage and it's this thing mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. can't do it? 
But again, it's never a mannequin. And they soon realized that they discovered the burned body of 12-year-old Shanda Scharrer. So what happened? Soon after moving from Kentucky to New Albany, Indiana in 1991, Shanda met Amanda Hevron. They quickly became friends and soon after romantic partners. That same year in October, they attended a school dance together and they had been confronted by 16-year-old Melinda Loveless, Amanda's ex-girlfriend. She had believed that Shanda stole her girlfriend. Loveless proceeded to threaten Scherer and soon even talked about killing the 12-year-old. Shanda's mother, in fear of her life, transferred her to Our Lady of Perpetual Help Catholic School in order to protect her. Unfortunately, as we already know, that did not at all work. In her infinite wisdom, on the night of January 10th, 1992, Loveless asked her three friends, Laurie Tackett, 17, Hope, is it Rippy? I, I don't give a fuck. She doesn't deserve okay. to have her name read right. So. so Hope Rippy, 15, and Tony Lawrence, 15, to help her get revenge on Shanda. So they drove to where Shanda was staying the weekend with her father. And as an excuse, the girls told Shanda they were taking her to see Heverin. Shanda told the girls to come back once her parents had fallen asleep. And this is part of what sucks so fucking bad. Because, like, cause had her parents been awake, they probably could have stopped a lot of this. But, you know. And not even that. She was so wanting her, like, affection back mm-hmm. that she was willing to get in this car with these fucking people. Yes. Despite so, what they fucking said. Amanda wasn't <sighs> involved in any of this. She's an innocent bystander. She's um, honestly just the ploy. Yes. So once in the car, they told Shanda they were going to drive her to the meeting place uh, at the witch's castle. It's It was an isolated and abandoned house that served as a local teen hangout and there was something i read about a local legend where nine witches lived there and they burned the house down to get rid of them i'm not sure what all that was about but melinda was hiding under a blanket in the back seat with a knife she jumped out from under the blanket and threatened to slit shanna's throat if she didn't admit to stealing heaven from her once at the witch's castle they bound her arms and legs with rope loveless took off shanda's rings and she taunted her and then stating that the witch's castle was filled with human remains and Shanda's would be next. Loveless took a shirt with a smiley design from the car and lit it on fire but was fearful that passing cars could see it so they put it out and left with Shanda after getting lost several times and stopping at gas stations asking for directions they ended up at the edge of the woods near Tackett's home in Madison. Loveless and Tackett from here on out blanket trigger warning sexual assault lots of violence the whole shebang. Loveless and Tackett forced Shanda to strip down to her underwear. Loveless proceeded to beat her with her fists, slammed Shanda's face into her knee. Loveless tried to slice her throat, but the knife was too dull. Rippy got out of the car to hold down Shanda while Loveless and Tackett took turns stabbing her in the chest. They strangled her into unconsciousness, put her in the trunk of the car, and told the other two girls that Sharer was dead. They drove to Tackett's home nearby, went inside to drink soda and clean themselves, but while they were in there, they could hear Shanda screaming in the trunk. Tackett went outside and stabbed her several more times. Loveless and Tackett then drove off with Shanda in the trunk and proceeded to beat her with a tire iron and sexually assault her with it. Coming back to Tackett's house to brag to Rippy about what they had done. Once it hit early morning, they went to a gas station, bought a two liter of Pepsi, emptied it, and filled it with gasoline. I just want to reiterate, this is a fucking child. Yes. They are doing this A 12 year old girl. I a think. fucking. Is she still 12? Yes, yeah, she's 12. Okay. A fucking child. 
And they're prideful of their actions. Oh, yeah. They were bragging the whole time, um, talking about, like, I read that one of them talked about how they could feel her head cave in when they hit her with the tire mm. iron, just bragging about it all. But one, so yeah, once it hit early morning, they went to a gas station, bought a two liter of Pepsi, emptied it and filled it with gasoline. They then drove to another remote location and they hauled the still alive Shanda, who was only able to whimper mommy out of the trunk. They wrapped her in a blanket, poured gasoline on her and lit her on fire. They left, but then came back a few minutes later to pour more gasoline and watch her writhe in agony and confirm that she was dead. The girls went to McDonald's for breakfast right after, laughing and comparing their sausage to Shanda's burnt corpse. The day the body was discovered, Loveless had told Hevron and another friend the story, but made them promise to keep their mouths shut. Never keep someone's fucking promise. Yeah, but... Never, ever, ever, Because Hevron, which is Amanda, which was her girlfriend, so I don't know... Did she not go to the police or anything? Or did was it already too late because the other two had gone to the police? Which is what's about to happen. I don't know. I don't really care either. I fucking... Fuck if, let me catch them in the streets. I'm knocking everyone down. Everybody. So the next day, Lawrence and Rippy went to the sheriff's office and spilled the whole story. The four girls were tried as adults, all accepting plea deals. Lawrence and Rippy who were less involved and younger, received a lighter sentence. Lawrence received 20 years, and Rippy received 50, which was later shortened to 35 on appeal. Tackett and Loveless both received 60-year sentences, but all have since been released, having served their sentences. I hope they all fucking get hit by a bus tomorrow. Um, Also, Lawrence and Rippy, or whatever the fuck her last name is, um, they... They try to claim that they weren't as involved because they sat in the car and pretended they didn't know. You're going to tell me you didn't hear that fucking 12-year-old girl scream for her fucking life? And you're going to tell me you didn't hear your friends fucking laugh, berate her, fucking stab her. You didn't come out of the car to help. And how the fuck are you less guilty? I think it was Tackett that was, I guess she grew up in a religious family. One of them did. I'm 85% sure it was Tackett and had like kind of started to rebel and get into the occult style things. And then... I guess she believed that she was destined to murder somebody and spend the rest of her life in jail. But yeah, no, now they're all and they should be so out walking the streets. I don't know. This is one of those cases where I don't believe in reform. Like I dead ass don't. No, because they bragged about it so much and like soups premeditated. So like I feel like they should have gotten life. There's no way you laugh and mock a twelve year old girl after you fucking tortured her, sexually assaulted her, fucking kidnapped her from her fucking house trying to make her think she's going to see this girl to the point where you mock her calling out her mother like for her mother before you set her on fire that in any fucking world you deserve any kind of out of prison like you deserve to fucking rot there is no reform for that i don't give a fuck i mean there's they're older they're like 16 you know what i mean like you're a full-on fucking teenager Mm -hmm. you know right from wrong you specifically chose fucking wrong there's no coming back from that at 16, you know, I shouldn't fucking torture and kill this 12-year-old kid. You did it anyway. And they had many opportunities to, to change not, their not, or just to stop and not fucking set her on fire while she was fucking alive after being tortured for hours. I don't understand how they got released, and it pisses me fucking off. Like, yeah, it makes And these me people mad. can, like, live their life. They're, they might be working with somebody or have children and shit now. Like, that's, that's real fucking shit. I don't understand how that's even allowed. Shouldn't Pisses be. me off so bad. You know, I wholeheartedly believe all four of them should have been tried as adults and received first-degree murder charges with life. At, at least life or the death penalty, one of the two options. Like, either you're getting killed or you're fucking in there for life. Mm-hmm. No return. 
Right. Fucking eye for an eye, honestly, should yeah. happen. No, they all got out quite a few years ago now, I would say. Yeah, but they've been out for a while. I don't but... know what they're doing with their lives. <gasps> I just fucking... What's her name? Is it Yolanda who killed Selena? Yeah. Fucking, she's up for parole in two years. So that ain't happening. If she gets out, <laughs> literally, yeah. mama. If she gets Public out, take she ain't lasting it no quick. more. Let me tell you, she's gonna have fucking bitches picket fencing out there with fucking fences to stab yeah, her. She with. won't make it past she ain't, the checkpoint. She's gonna get through the thing. They're gonna open the gate one percent. Someone's gonna come in. It's gonna be game over. They better keep that fucking gate locked. The fact that she survived in prison. I mean, they fucking got her good for quite some time, man. Those girls are in there for life. They're like, fuck it. I'm dead. They really were. They were like, I'm already in here for life. So how come and you- would attack her. I need to research the case now. I, I don't know how this just turned into Selena, but um, how come Yolanda didn't get life? She's fucking unstable. I don't know exactly how they didn't have her give like get life, but she's fucking unstable. Okay, well, I'm going to do... She's a crazy psychotic bitch who should have gotten life because she stole lied like cheated on her mm. fucking killed her cold-blooded murdered her like i'll i'll research it and her. see like why she got the charges that she did it's just crazy and i'll discuss it at the top of the next episode please hold okay just kidding right we're now. gonna discuss it right motherfucking now so um oh no she was sentenced to maximum life in prison with no eligibility of parole until 2025 okay so she's up for parole. so she's just up for parole so what is the point in parole I guess to try and give you a second chance. Like how those girls didn't deserve a second chance. It's kind of something okay. like that. Gotcha. I don't know. They definitely did not deserve a second chance. They should have fucking rotted in prison. Straight yeah. up. It was awful. And I, I know I kind of flew through that, but. You have to, though. That's fucking brutal. Like, mine's like. Mine was brutal. This but at is the same time, brutal. like. They had, like, genuine issues and. Thankfully, Bella survived and stuff, but this is just, you don't deserve mm-hmm. to live like Shanda deserved to live. Like, you are a waste. Like, a, a waste of potential life, honestly. Oh, for sure. For what you did to that child. And I know I got two extreme views, and I, but I stand on it. <laughs> and yeah. I'll yell it from a rooftop. Yeah. Sorry for everybody that I hurt in the recording on this episode. It was me. I'm Because it is a terrible... I've heard the case before on another podcast... And I was like, yeah, if I but were she doing does deserve to have her story told you. I mean, because that is she so does. unfair what the fuck happened to mm-hmm. her. And I should look up and see like what her mom's up to or I don't know. I'm assuming she'd still be alive today. I would hope so. Because it was in the 90s. So I would hope she's still alive. Yeah. But you never Either know. Either way, I hope she found peace. And But I say that every time it's a victim and their family and everything like that. Yeah. I'm always just like everyone else. I hope you're suffering. <sighs> eat a dick. Add it to the. You get fucked with periodic the ti- table with the tire of iron people bitch. that we want to Ugh. eat a dick. Honestly, I have like a pie chart. They have the <laughs> largest section in the pie chart right now. What about Peggy? Peggy, Peggy, mm, Peggy's a following close behind. They have only like point zero one percent more than Peggy. Okay. Okay. Well, as long as I, I just gotta understand what our like pie portions are for you can eat my ass for each of these serial killers oh i don't want them anywhere near me i want them to solely (laughs) choke on a tire iron or a dick or something so they can choke peggy can eat my ass because she's fucking psychotic (laughs) like i know that'll fuck peggy up especially because of the times that she was in that'll really ruin her mental health oh for sure these bitches horrible shit oh absolutely (laughs) two different pie charts on one pie chart (laughs) (laughs) 
What are those graphs where everything becomes one? Venn diagram? I That's what we got. High school taught us a lot because we can't, we're like, what is that graph where like <laughs> the circles touch each other? <laughs> they, they make a section where they're like, yay, <laughs> in common. <laughs> All right, yeah. but if you happen to enjoy the episode, we do have a Patreon where we have three tiers. The first tier is a dollar for bonus content. There's currently, it looks like three episodes, but it's technically four because me and Jordan did a two for. Um, a two for one special. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I say period too much, so I did like a period Motion. with my little hand in the air <laughs> and then chose not to say it, but here we are. Um, so yeah, dollar a month to access that bonus content. $5 a month, me and Jordan have lead stressful 40-hour work week lives and have not had time to sit down and come up with something. So thank you for your extra contribution to me not having crippling depression. I'll take a, a poll if we would like me to release an album as our $5 tier because <laughs> I'm willing to record any songs you want. I'm dead. And go um, hard. And then for $15 a month we have, I want you to know at some point down the line we're going to gain followers and they're gonna hear that and take you up on that fucking offer <laughs> i'm okay with it <laughs> just know i can't sing so it's all your own fault i mean they've gotten plenty of previews yeah it's it's not good those those are like colin being kind <laughs> <laughs> i think we have like a secret whole like beauty and a beat recording somewhere oh <laughs> we I do i just don't song. even remember where it is the fucking... <laughs> sing the whole thing and then the first time she started singing i made the pause look like it was like 30, maybe 10 seconds. But that bitch was, I'm not kidding, 10 plus minutes. So I had to like Did her so myself. fucking dirty. But for $15 a month, you get access to the bonus content. And then you can pick an episode, topic, or both cases, cocktail, whatever you want. It's your episode. Period. Yeah. See, we do it a lot. The period. Um, and that's Because I'm murder. punctuating for you. Period. <laughs> Bye. Bye.